0: Radio on Coast to Coast AM. Listen to Coast to Coast tonight, beginning at 10 p.m. on KSCO. Tonight's Off the Lip radio program was recorded prior to the death of local surfing legend Doug Thorne, who you will hear in this broadcast.
1: Welcome to the very, very special off the radio show broadcasting right here from Santa Cruz, California. Full house tonight with my dear friend and my co-host, the standing, Mr. Terry Campion. And also uh, my other guest co-host, the one and only Mr. Bob Pierce of Mara Is In the studio, and today, this is why TC and I have this show. Because the reason we have the show is... From the get-go, we decided we wanted to record all the surf history, history in Santa Cruz and beyond. And to have these three gentlemen here, right in front of me, right in front of us, is the one oh, I and mean, only Mr. Harry Mayo, Mr. Doug Thorne, and Mr. Bob Rittenhouse, the original members of the Santa Cruz Surfing Club. And it's very important. I mean, this, probably TC, Would you think? Get over here, buddy. You're going to share this microphone. Why don't you
2: get that chair? Well, I, I, I don't know. We got to start the show, but I do agree that uh, these guys are why Santa Cruz is so special in the world of surfing. Right. The history, um, the legends, and uh, the talent. You know, and uh, there's stories we were talking about in the lobby is a show in itself. Yep. And uh, I say let's just jump right into this. Okay.
1: Who wants to? Okay. Who wants to uh, just to answer this question? Uh, I'm asked Bob, Mr. Rittenhouse, Well. When was the club formed, and and why was the club formed? (laughs) Don't call me Mr. Rittenhouse. (laughs) (laughs) You better
3: ask Harry that. Harry goes back a little bit further. Okay, I will
1: ask Harry. Harry, why was the club formed, and and why was it formed uh, at that time? Was it
4: 1936? Well, 1936, and in that area, we had a group of guys that hung out at the beach, skimboarding, bellyboarding. When we started surfing and we sort of was a loose club, we had to get reorganized in 1938 when the Junior Chamber Congress built a boardhouse house for us to store our boards. Then we had to get serious because we had locks, we had keys, and we rented spaces for bo- other boards
1: you guys got serious <laughs> you guys got you, you guys got serious and boat locks <laughs> I'm sorry
4: i'm not here mm-hmm.
1: you, you get, bob you want to say you guys got so you guys got lock? how much were the locks back then at that time you know i don't even know It's one of the questions
3: i wanted to ask mm-hmm. these guys yeah is, i don't remember if they were locking the board house right. or the clubhouse Kay. Yeah. we just went for, so maybe... It just left open? It was left open, and I only remember about one board being stolen.
1: Can you he hear me now? Can you hear me, Harry? Yes, okay. I can. How many members were there in the club?
4: A total that? of thir- 27.
1: Okay. That, was that from the very beginning, or did people come along and join in as time went yes. by? Yes.
4: No, I'm the oldest original.
1: You're the, you're the oldest member?
4: Yes.
1: May I, I ask how old you are?
5: 95
1: looking yes. great, my friend. Looking, looking great, 95 yeah, years
5: old definitely. and I'm the youngest member you were the youngest member? <laughs> hang on a second,
1: you were the youngest member? that's right but you the most handsome I'm too? no, Who didn't mean be- who was the best looking who was the best looking of all of, of, uh, the whole 27 guys put your that's hand me. up who was the best looking? <laughs> how about the best surfer? <laughs> who, was the best yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was the best surfer? Well, we all take credit for that,
3: Uh, if if you get us individually.
4: Yeah. We had a guy by the name of Lloyd Reagan.
3: He was the best.
4: uh, I think was the best server. He was all brains. I mean, all guts and no brains.
1: Why was he so good?
4: (laughs) He served steamer
1: lane. Mm. on On one of the planks? And that's what the boards mm-hmm. were called back then, but mm-hmm. you called them, Plank. yeah. call them planks, right?
4: Yeah. Well, the solid boards were planks.
1: Did World War II affect the surf club in any way?
4: Immensely. Everybody went into the surface for the Merchant Marine. And the oldest member, Don Patterson, he went up to uh, Alcat Highway.
1: How many people? Did, did you lose any people, any members from the war? Did they won't come back?
4: They all come back. They all came back. But they were different. than we had Fred Hunter injured a leg. Then the rest of the guys were going to college and gotten getting married. So the sub the club sort of come apart. Okay.
1: What, board, what boards were you riding at the early, in the early days? In the, early, in the late 30s, what boards were you riding at that time?
4: Some were riding planks and the rest were riding paddle boards.
1: Red, were they redwood or balsa?
4: These solid planks were balsa, redwood and pine, and the paddle boards were redwood sides and ribs and uh, pine nose blocks and tail blocks. And uh, waterproof plywood for bottom's and tops.
1: It must have weighed a ton. It must have okay. weighed. It must have weighed what, 100 pounds?
4: Mine Same. weighed 100. I made 60 pounds.
1: Uh, it was only 60?
4: Yeah, the planks weighed 100 pounds.
1: Mine was 80 pounds. And you just you, just, you can leave them there at the beach, right? Just left them there, or would you store them in the? In... Oh no, no. You know you you didn't? No,
4: no, no. no. We packed them up to a, club, a board house. Well, we packed them up to a barn behind a sister's hospital. Buster Stewart, one of the club members, lived there. And that's where we stored them. We packed them up the hill where the dream is is now. Right. But the Junior Chamber of Commerce in 1938 built a clubhouse for us. And that's when we got more serious right. as a club.
1: Okay. Doug, did you did you build did anyone build their own boards at that time, or was it was somebody making the boards for you?
5: Well, I bought one of the members' boards. I bought uh, uh, Dave Ledger's board for 15 bucks. 15 (laughs) bucks. 15 bucks. You actually you
1: had 15 bucks. Yeah, it was a lot of money in those days. Did you have to save up the 15 bucks? Did you have
5: it? I did. It was depression time, and we were very poor. (laughs) Anyway. Those were the days. We had great camaraderie in the club, and that's the important thing, I think. We had a bunch of wonderful guys. and had a marvelous time at the beach. We had a great clubhouse and a volleyball court out in front and a place to store our boards. And many of us kind of hung over Some of us slept in our cars sometimes yeah. down there. Yeah. Were the girls? Not many girls. Yeah. Wait
3: a Women. I'll talk about one. My wife. <laughs> you, met Maybe, her there, you, met you met her. You met her there on Cowles Beach. She did. She caught me there, and we're still married, 74 years. She caught you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 74 years. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is unbelievable. 74 you know, years. T- I love
3: you. Reed, just in case it's going yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. does. You, <laughs> you, you better say that for sure.
1: So, how did she catch you? Did she, did she, was it your surfing prowess, do you think, or did you, was it, did you look
3: good, or...? Well, you asked who was the best looking one of the whole bunch, it's obvious. <laughs> and I didn't mind very hard, I let her catch
1: me. <laughs> uh, what were you guys, during the early days, what were you guys wearing to surf in? Because it, obviously it's not warm out there.
4: Well, ba- no wetsuit. suit. Just a bathing suit? Some guys wore old woolen Old time bathing suits that they got from the uh, Salvation Army right. or oh, their Goodwill. Right. How, how
1: many waves could you catch in a, in a surf session? Could you catch? Is it one and you have to come in and stand by the fire? Or could you catch like two or three and that was it? Or two or three. Two or three and you'll be done. Wasn't there a story where he almost got in the cave like that by indicators? Wasn't there a story May about... I talked about that? Yeah, you should. I think oh, you should. Because okay. he didn't get... He almost got kicked out of the
3: club, didn't he? You? Di- you do remember, yeah. No, it was rather serious. Anyway, I, nobody was around the circus, Harry and I, and it was a very foggy day. You couldn't see 50 feet in front of you. Right. And so Harry and I decided to go out. We'd grab our boards and away we go. Well, uh, I, I get out, and uh, I haven't seen Harry, he was behind me. Get a ride in, I come back out again, right. and still know Harry. And then I hear somebody hollering,
4: help,
6: help. <laughs> uh, okay.
3: Where'd that come from? And then over about where the statue is now, yeah, there was a cave in there. Right. And I was, Harry, are you there? It's me, Help. <laughs>
1: He's not looking at you right now, you know that, right? He's heard this story. I've
3: heard this story a thousand times. You him <laughs> protect me if I lie. <laughs> so I paddle over, and there he is, and he's huddled in a fetal position. Um, and he's, he's, he's been outside probably, that was about 45 minutes or an hour oh. by the time we, I found him. And he's just about ready. To, he can't move. So I get over there. And he can't pick up his board because the board is filled with water because you had to drain these boards and he had a cork in one end. Harry got a board that had a cork in both Both ends and he forgot to put the cork in both ends, Mm -hmm. at one end. So his board sunk before he even got out. (laughs) And that's where he was, sitting there on the beach. (laughs) So it took both of us to pop the suction on that board to get get it loose. So that we could get out and get him back before he so actually when the club found out I had saved him it was a close very close vote, but we left him in the club. Was it like yeah. was it
1: like what thirteen to twelve? I that was it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, he almost got the boot. He almost would be. he almost wouldn't be sitting here today. Well, no, it was
3: me they wanted to kick out because I one. rescued him. <laughs>
1: But when was, oh, well. Harry, Harry, when was the heyday of the club? I mean, when, it was, when it was, when was, it all systems go and it was the heyday of the club? What year was that? Oh, probably about
4: 1941, just before the war.
1: And how, how were you, how were you guys? Was the boardwalk the board there at that time? Were they building the boardwalk at that time? Was it? Boardwalk's been there forever. Right. So, how you? Were you guys involved in the boardwalk at all, or putting on any of the shows, or?
4: No, we didn't. And we had some members that was in the uh, water carnival: Don Pederson, Harry Murray, Lloyd Reagan, Laverne, and there McDev- They were in the water carnival. Okay. I
1: wonder what the water carnival was like?
4: That picture that uh, eleven guys in front of their boards—that was the courtesy of the Seaside Company and Skip Littlefield, because some of his members. And the water carnival bonged to the club. Okay. Otherwise, we never would have had that picture.
1: Now, Harry, were you in the were you in the Coast Guard? Is that yes. correct? Yes. Now, where were you stationed at? Somewhere far away?
4: Santa Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> he
5: was in
1: charge. Well, of hey, the, he was in charge of the wharf. Yeah. <laughs> so you were stationed like you were stationed two feet from where you were having fun from. Well, or, you were stationed pretty close to where you were having all the fun.
4: stationed on the end of the wharf,
1: <laughs> me, yeah.
4: me and Carl Hart, another Santa Cruz guy. Twenty-eight months out of the 38 of the, and the Coast Guard, I was stationed on the wharf.
1: Did you guys have a boat or anything? What did you guys, what did you guys have? Nothing?
4: Let me step just, in. Just yeah. Please step, please step in, yeah. Mr. Yeah. There, oh, in. There was a boat in from Monterey, but uh, Carl and I took care of it so good, I guess. They
3: didn't send the boat anymore. <laughs> so, so Harry's duty was one day on, what, checking out the fishing boats and yeah. so forth. Yeah. So he'd go out in the morning, check them check out, and he'd come back and be on the beach, enjoy himself until the boats came back in. The next day he was off, so he's on the Cowles Beach having fun. <laughs> the following day he's back on duty in the end of the war for a few hours and back on the Cowles Beach. So he... Oh.
4: Called a port and starboard
1: duty. Port and of duty. Twenty-four on,
4: twenty-four, 24 off. off. Oh, yeah. There was days that I was on duty, the surf was up. Mm. So G- guess where I was?
0: Surfing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was getting consistency
1: for his living at home. Well, well, oh, you, you, so he's getting paid for this?
4: Oh. <laughs> yeah. I knew what time they they fishing and boats went out. And I knew what time they were coming back. So. I had no problem.
1: So you had time to surf. Perfect. Um, you guys were involved. I'm going to move forward a little bit to over the years, and I'll come back later. But you guys were involved. and You were talking about the plaque going on. There's a plaque going to be happening. Cows coming up. Can you, Bob? Can you get over? Can you get over here and talk about that? Because you, were, you were glad that you had all these three guys in a room. So I know, Bob. This is on the microphone now. Is Mr. Bob Pearson, who must take credit. For organizing this event today, this is a wonderful show. So, But, Kid can you talk
0: about what's going on at PALS um, coming up? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm sitting here and just looking at what's going on right now. And we've got the three heaviest locals here in Santa Cruz of all time right now. <laughs> this is great. Thanks a lot for coming here and uh, doing this. Um, you guys brought us the sport of Kings surfing. Thank you so much. As, uh, you guys started the Santa Cruz Surf Club, and then uh, it morphed into the Santa Cruz Surf Club Preservation Society, which I'm a president of on behalf of the club and everybody else in Santa Cruz. Thank you so much for uh, your passion of surfing and bringing this whole thing to us. You guys are awesome. We uh, we are in the process of organizing a plaque that's going to go right up uh, there at Cowles Beach uh, by the Dream Inn, and it's gonna it's right where the original board house and surf. Uh, club house or storage house is, and it tells about uh, the club, how it started, and uh, it's going to be a bronze thing. It's going to have the 27 names on it, and it's very special. Doug, do you want to throw some words in regards to that at all?
5: Well, I think that we very much appreciated. I I I believe that it's really a history in Santa Cruz, and it's very appropriate. And that location is right at the exact location of the clubhouse. I think it'll be there it should be a nice dedication ceremony coming, and I think it would just be great. People will enjoy it. It's right at the entrance to Cal's Beach, and they'll be able to stop before they go down the walkway and maybe have a chance to read it and and understand a little bit about the early surfing in Santa Cruz.
4: That clubhouse that we finally got was originally built by my grandfather, who was a carpenter. It was a fruit stand and a watermelon stand over by the railroad tracks. But during the war, Sunday Perola, who owned it, moved it over towards the beach and made a hamburger stand out of it. But war, he couldn't get hamburger, so we rented it, and then we bought it, and Bill Grace sub- did some and It's still in use in the east side of Santa Cruz.
1: I'm going to ask you a question about the stat. Can I talk about the statue for a second? Because you guys were involved with this, with, this, with the statue that's been there since. How long has that statue been there now, Bob? Since the late '90s? Twenty-five years. What's that? It's been that 25 years? 26 years. years. You guys were involved in the the design of the statue, correct? Yeah. Um, There there was a designer that you had to approve. Was the three of you involved on the approval of it?
3: Yeah. Doug is? Well, Doug, take that
1: question. Yeah, please, Doug, take that question.
5: Well, first of all, uh, we lost a good member of the club, Bill Litterdale, and and we were thinking about, Bob and I were talking about having some kind of a memorial for him and so on, and maybe a statue of some sort, and and uh, then it was decided that if we did it for Bill, we'd have to do it for everybody, and, and that would not work, so we dedicated it to, to all surfers past, present, and present, and future. Uh, we hired... Uh, we had a contest for artists and about 35 participated worldwide and Tom Marsh from a professor from San Francisco State was selected as the artist. Did a super job of of designing and building the statue which is slightly larger than human. Okay. And uh, it, we raised about $65,000 to Put it up. We had some do- some folks donated some money, some clubs, and so on, and it just worked well. We're very proud of that statue, which has gained uh, now worldwide acclaim.
1: It has. It has gained worldwide acclaim, and and you know it's just a very, very famous statue, and uh, it's, it looks really good sitting right where it right side.
5: I I believe, and many have said, it's one of the finest pieces of art produced.
1: Yeah, especially for our sport.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Hey, can you? Sh- Took five years to get it. Approved,
1: yeah. But you got it done. You got it done. Could you <laughs> could each of you share a memory of, of of a past member, perhaps that's not here, that you'd like to share, so their name can be uh, recorded here today, and and perhaps you have a fond memory of a, of a particular friend that's no longer here.
4: Well, I mentioned uh, Lloyd Reagan.
1: Yeah, and he was a good he was a he was a good surfer.
4: <coughs> yes, he was. Did you guys,
1: did, did he, look, back then, there was no one teaching you, sir. You had to do it, but you are on your own, right? you learned. You yes. learned, you watched, and you learned.
4: No, no lessons, no contests.
1: Nothing. You are on your just own. Just
4: camaraderie.
1: Okay, just fun. And, Bob, do you have a particular memory of somebody that you, uh, it's no longer
3: here. Uh, so it's all great friends at that time. Really. Yeah. So it's hard to pick one. Hard to pick one. Okay.
5: Doug, I'd like to mention Bill Litterdale, uh, a very fine gentleman in the water. Grew up right by the boardwalk there. Uh, Bill was a sergeant of the guards. Uh, fine surfer, fine waterman. Uh, Bill went to Cal Poly. Was a student body officer there. And three-sport lettermen, football, basketball, and uh, boxing. And uh, we lost him at too early of an age. Right.
4: I'd like to mention Fred Hunt. Okay. He comes from the uh, Burlingame, game with a friend of his from uh, San Mateo every weekend. And his plank that he wrote is now available.
1: Is now available? Yes. What do you mean it's available? Oh.
4: He, uh club that uh, I understand has voted to go get it and put
1: it in the museum. Oh, that's very, very cool. Um,
4: he started the
1: club. Oh, he, he started it?
4: And he got our first t-shirts.
1: Which, said, which What do they say? <laughs> Santa, Cruz Sur- Santa
4: Cruz Surfing Club.
1: Okay. You still have one of the shirts? One,
4: in the museum. Is one of the museum.
1: i got to check that out. TC, you got to check that out. Time to re- bring that t-shirt back. <laughs> um, can I, let me ask you the three of you a question here. TC and I always ask, or uh, we always ask our seasoned guests this very question. And I'll start with you, Doug. What was your favorite decade, and why? Decade? Yep. Or even uh, your favorite, even your favorite year, and why?
5: Well, I I believe in the forties was the, my very enjoyable time at Dolls and. And Pleasure Point, we surfed both locations, and uh, it was just a wonderful time of camaraderie. We had the club, even we had a a softball team in the City League with uniforms. One of our members, uh, Tommy Russell's mother, had a restaurant on Pacific Avenue called Sonny's, and... And they sponsored our team. We had great uniforms, and we didn't do all that well competitively, but we we had a wonderful time. We uh, had some great athletes in the club. I, I can recall uh, Pleasure Point, where Jack O'Neill's house is at this point. It wasn't there then. There was a canyon right in there, and it's been filled in now, but that canyon had willow trees in it, and we went, up down to the water from there with our boards. I'd store a board under the willow trees to leave it for several days, and it was still there. <laughs> I can't believe it. No. Yeah.
1: Could...
5: Anyway, those were wonderful times that I can recall.
1: How did you get your board from Cows to Pleasure Point? On the top of the car. Just strap it down? Yeah. <laughs>
5: Threw a blanket on him. I was
1: uh, I was watching. I think it was you, Bob, who said. Was it you, Doug, who said that if you saw somebody on the on the road and the surfboard on the car, you stop off, you pull over and chat. That's right, because
5: We're we're not many of us. So you just pull over. You you pull over and chat surfing on the side of the road.
1: Last time I tied my car, my my car, my surfboard, the car (laughs) fell off.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Doug. Doug just mentioned uh, Sonny's, before that they had a restaurant at the uh, front Laurel Street, Father Divine's. And we go surfing at Pleasure Point in the morning, drop by there on the way back for breakfast, 15 cents.
1: For breakfast?
4: Wow. Of course one of our members was sometimes wouldn't even collect because he was one of the club members.
1: So it was free? But free breakfast at, at Father Divine's. Okay, today, all right, I, I announced it. Father Divine's we got free breakfast today. Sadly, it's not there. Um, okay, Bob, your favorite de- your favorite year, and and why? It
3: would be just after the Depression, I think. Uh, as a, as a kid, as being a, uh, 15 years old. Life is not very serious at that time. You're sort of in between. You're getting a job or you're going to college. Uh, what's What's happening? So you're surfing. You, we all, all of us, all the surfers had jobs. There were none of us had any parents that I was aware of that were giving you money. You were out working. Yeah. Uh, and if you get away from work while you away you go surfing, so sir. life was not very serious. The war came and it became serious yeah it? it's sort of in, in between
1: so right, right right before the war was your favorite time yeah a lot of fun huh oh, you guys had a, had, fun, huh? had a lot of fun huh we had a lot of fun do do you think do you think people have do you think people are having as much fun today as they as they are when you guys had fun No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't I, ours oh it was a very different fun yeah uh, it seems like they Get into more trouble, have more problems. Our our problem is only finding a little money to live on to get right. 15 cents to right. buy buy a gallon of gas right. for your
1: car. What do you What do you think when you see when you when you drive down West Cliff or whoever's driving you, or you go by West Cliff and you see you know 150 people out there? What What do you What do you think about that? And you you can think back and go. You look back and go. You know what. I got the best of that wave. Mm -hmm. I got the best years. I got the best time that wave.
3: That is absolutely right. I feel sorry for them out there. (laughs) We'd have to call somebody. Hey, Doug, you want to go surfing? Oh, okay. You get get maybe three, four, five guys to go surfing. Now look at it out there. I mean,
1: how many people, Doug, how many people are pleasure? You roll into Pleasure Point by where the willow trees were at. How many people were at 38th or at Pleasure Point? Like on a, on
5: a, on a Saturday it, day. But maybe a half a dozen.
1: That's it? Yeah. God, That's
5: I, need
1: right. to, I need to go back. <laughs> I need to go back a few years. Back to the future. Um, Mr. Harry, your, what was your favorite year and why?
4: It would be the 40s before the war. Working, making money, surfing, playing volleyball. Going down the beach to Seabright Beach and challenging them the guys there at volleyball.
1: Did you beat did you beat them?
4: Oh we'd we'd win some, lose some. They <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were pretty good. There was a bunch of tall guys down there. Doug,
1: you, got, you got Rittenhouse he's pretty tall. And Doug. Doug's tall. Yeah.
4: He, he hung on down, down there.
1: So that was your favorite the right before the war it seems to be like general consensus was the best yeah. time, oh, best yeah. time, right?
4: The war changed everything.
1: How was it when that war was do you remember when the war was declared? Did you think things did you know things were gonna change immediately or what were your thoughts on no, right the
4: I was on the deck of the clubhouse when the war started. I was on the deck of the clubhouse when the war ended. Hmm.
1: Still, You surfed during the war.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We met a lot of guys from out of town that became friends and surfed. One time when we left Mission Hill Junior High School, went down the beach, there was a bunch of guys on calls with surfboards. They were from Southern California going to San Jose State. Right. This was before the war. Oh, by 1939.
1: Now, if, they, if they did that today, they'd be run out of town. Now, did, were you were you accepting that, those guys from Southern oh, California? Yeah. You know, yeah.
4: No problem.
1: No problems at all.
4: We had plenty of room. One day on a weekend, I counted 33 guys surfing. That's a lot at, of people back then. That's crowded. And the thing about it was that a lot of them are older. They drank and they smoked. Our club members didn't do it.
1: Mm. So you had no drinking, no smoking policy?
4: To begin with. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) 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 to (laughs) begin with. Was that the first (laughs) 10 minutes?
2: or (laughs) When the girls
1: started coming
4: around. (laughs) A couple Uh, for (laughs)
0: now. Go ahead, Bob. When I started surfing, we wore uh, dive jackets with beaver tails. When we got really cold, we'd strap the uh, beaver tail. You guys were using wool underwear. Sweaters. wool
5: underwear. The tops of wool underwear. I can tell you about that. My, I, I, was on a carrier and we pulled into Long Beach and I met my wife on the on the beach and uh, I had I kept the surfboard on the ship and so I had driven down to to uh, Huntington. And uh, met her, and then later on, when I'd go surfing, I'd pick her up, and so on. And driving back, and she says, "What's that smell?" And I had my little underwear sweater in the back seat. I hang it on the mirror to dry it out first, and then I uh, throw it on the floor and leave it on the floor when i parked worked at the at the shipyard where we pulled in. And uh, it smelled, and that's that's about the warmest thing we could wear in those days, just before Jack O'Neill embedded the the, uh, the suit.
0: So when those were wet, they had to be pretty heavy. They were heavy as a difference,
5: yeah, really, really heavy.
4: I never wore one because I started surfing and didn't know how to swim, so I didn't wear a wool sweater, or, or top of a sweater.
0: So when you guys wiped out, you didn't have a leash, you had to swim for your board and you had this heavy wool sweater, how'd that go for you? <laughs> well,
5: I, I, never, I never didn't float real well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't aid in yeah. exploitation at all. I never wore a,
3: a wool sweater, but when you, and no leases at that time, you know if you lost your board that you worked on for weeks at high school to build, if you lost it out there, there was a good chance we'd go in the cliffs and their bye-bye board. It was all over. And you go back to the drawing board and drop them and build another
0: one. So when I started surfing, I used paraffin. They didn't have the high-grade waxes today for yeah. attraction. What did you guys use? Paraffin? Paraffin. Yeah. Paraffin.
5: paraffin. Paraffin wax. Yeah. So, so hang
0: on,
1: Harry, you didn't you 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 didn't know how to swim, right? These, did you tell these guys? These guys know you didn't know how to swim. So like they washed out for you, or or, or what? Or were you yeah. on, or you're on your own?
4: They picked me up, or I just pulled pulled shore. <laughs>
1: That was okay? Yeah. You didn't care? Did you want to learn to swim? Did you? I mean, you had. Did you want to learn to swim? Or you just thought, you know what? I, I need to I, I want to. I want to serve. Who cares about swimming?
4: When I went to the fire department in 1949, they put me on the rescue wagon.
1: But did you know how to swim at that time?
4: Why that? By okay, that good. Time, Thank yeah. God for
1: that. <laughs> um, Santa Cruz, you guys all went to Santa Cruz High, is that right? Everyone like here went to Mission Hill, High Mission Hill, and then Santa Cruz High. Yeah. Who coached Who was a, who was, was there a surf coach amongst you in Santa Cruz High? Who was coaching? No one was coaching. No coaches. Yeah, I must have read that. Must have read that wrong then. Um, so the, all the 27 members went to Santa Cruz High.
4: I don't
1: um, so. but, but, no, some guys put from over the hill. But a lot of yeah. members, a lot of, of, of them. All of them, they, yeah. but, so well, think, well, there's only one high school. Right. So what happened when he cried surfs up? When he what? When he cried surfs up.
3: Oh, boy, at school, the word would go out. And suddenly about 10 guys would leave school and go surfing. During
1: class or no? Just at the end of school or no?
3: Whenever we felt like it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I read I wrote a couple of articles on surfing for the newsletter for the Santa Cruz High School. It was just... there was people who looked down their nose at us.
1: Right. Now, which was more important, schoolwork or surfing?
4: They have to ask some of my teachers when I cut school.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How often did you cut school?
4: Whatever the surface is. So pretty much,
1: pretty much what, like,
4: there was one, one teacher that made a bet that we, there was more than one of us, Bob, uh, Jack, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, Foster Stewart and Rich Thompson and I in the same grade, and we weren't at school. The teacher was willing to bet we were surfing. Turned out we weren't. We were all out of school and we weren't surfing. What were you doing? I don't remember.
1: <laughs> did you guys just primarily surf at cow? Cal- I mean, back then there was no stairs, and, you know, down to nice easy stairs to get down to the beach and down to the ocean. Uh, so you guys primarily surfed at cows and then did you ever, did you paddle out to the lane or did you stick pretty much to cows?
4: I personally surfed at the River Point a couple of times, okay. almost drowned, and I surfed at Pleasure Point. I went out to Steamer Lane when I was still known as Outside, and all I did was chase breakers trying to get a ride, so I gave that up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> to tell you about my experience in Steamer Lane. Yeah, I'd like to hear your experience. Reagan was, that uh, we mentioned being the best server. Yeah. He was the only one that I could remember really going out there to try it. Gotta remember you're on these planks. Yeah. Yeah. A little different than you guys going like this. Now. Right, right. And and uh, so I said, nuts, so that Reagan can do that, I can do it. Yeah. So I, the way I go out on my board and I get out there.
4: If you lose your board, they're going to
1: the oh, cliff. Right. right, How long was the board you were riding out there? 11 foot. Okay.
3: And so I get out there, and I get I get a wave, and I get them just like you guys do now with the little boards, and I'm in the tunnel. I'm going, and I'm coming through that tunnel, and water's over my head, and I can see the cliffs over here, and I'm shooting out at a 200 miles an hour, <laughs> coming out the end of that tunnel. Zimbo, I'm out, and holy shoot, it scared me so much, I never went out again. <laughs> I never did. How
1: about
5: you, Doug? Well, I had an experience out in, at Steamer. Uh, I think it was a Christmas vacation of 1948, I believe. Bill Litterdale and I went out decided to go out late in the afternoon. It was a big day at high tide, and uh, it was sunny, but and not very much wind, but it was a huge surf and uh so we caught a wave or two and then i'm paddling back out and here comes bill litterdale on a good sized wave and he's pointing behind him and behind him was a huge wave and i didn't make it through it the foam picked me up and i just hung on the board i had one of bill graces old boards and it just headed me toward the cliffs and and uh Bill had his board had gone in a cave right there we, yeah. before the rip rep was put in out of the steamer. Yeah. The, there were a bunch of caves there, and, he, and there was a pinnacle rock right in front of this cave, and, and the board went in there, and, and I tried to hang on for a long time, and I decided that I'd better let go because we're going to hit the cliffs, so I let go and had this swim, and Bill was in the cave trying to get his board out, and mine went in there, in the cave, too. So here's Bill, and he's going with a girl who's a Catholic girl, and he was converting to the Catholic religion, and he would run out and he'd cross himself and and then duck behind that rock when the waves had hit, and it was pretty interesting Anyway, we both survived that late afternoon. I believe the fire department was called. People were on the cliffs, and it, it was kind of a scary situation. Yep. But fortunately, as you know, at high tide at steamer, there's a rip that develops over toward Cowles <clears throat> you know, next to the cliffs, and a person can really get carried away right. out that way, which right. is a safety factor. Yep. Anyway, fun. we survived.
3: You, yeah. want to, you want to remember to get out? Where the waves were, you had to paddle from Cowell's Beach yeah. all the way out. That yeah. takes a little time. Right. Now, if you catch the first wave and you lose your board. Yeah. You go back because that's probably where your board is, back at Cowell's Beach. Right. Now you got to swim all the way in, get your board, and then paddle all the way out again.
1: And you guys found excitement. You guys, that was okay with you. I mean, that t- to nowadays, you'd be like, you gotta be kidding me, you know? Yeah. But but that was so you that that was fun right. for you.
3: That no. was it. We had discussions when we're sitting out there waiting for the next wave. Could we make some sort of a tow rope? Is there any way that we can get out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we only go
1: ahead. No, Harry, the the whole the whole um uh, media thing with the surf city and the you know, the princes and southern California, do you wanna talk about that for a second as far as do you care about that or or well, is, is it does it
4: we sort of touched on Steamer Land. Yeah. It was known as Outside. Yep. So, I'll tell you how Stephen Lane got its name. Okay. The guys from San Jose was here, and we were on a fire on Cold Beach, where Dream is now. And Claude Duke Haran from San Jose State stepped out of line, and he said, My God, look outside. They're breaking clean out in the steamer lanes. And I had a picture of a letter sent to him from one of the guys from Alameda yeah. to the steamer lane kid called Duke Aran, 406 6th Avenue in San Jose. That's how steamer lane got named.
1: That's very cool. Oh, wow. That's a great story I right there. Because, um, You're going to hear a whole
4: bunch of baloney. Uh, all got names from other people. It's all. All baloney. All baloney. It's all crap. And I'm being, I'm being careful what don't I mention, say. I mean,
1: don't mention any names. Oh. Don't mention any names. No. Okay, no. we've got that straightened out. Claude Duke Horan.
4: Yeah, he passed away at n- 97 years old in Hawaii. Yeah. He was a. Uh, uh, made ceramics and stuff.
1: God bless him. Real good. Yeah. So, the surf, so Bob, talk about the surf city. Can you talk about this? Is that a big deal for you guys, whether we're, we're known as surf city or not, or oh. someplace down south? Anybody care?
3: Uh, I think maybe I cared a little bit. I know. Yeah. That's what are they doing. We're the original
1: surfers. Yeah. It belongs to us, the name. And the three princes that surfed here in the 1800s.
5: Yeah. Doug, for you? Well, I'm looking here right now at Bob Pearson over there, and years ago, you mentioned cutting school and so on to get out surfing. And I had an experience of working at Santa Cruz High as uh, administrator years ago, and and uh, we had the kids that were into surfing. Or you'd get a good day where they weren't in class; they were out there. So we decided to try to do something about that, and so. Bob Pearson was in town, and he hired him to in a water program at Santa Cruz, and he was a substitute teacher and doing a great job. And so, Bob, I got 500 bucks from our Lions Club just for use for the uh, for this new surf group we had, and so we assigned uh, had Bob take that those kids to contests and so on, they did a great job with them. That was the beginning of of that. And later on we were able to give P E credit for surfing. Was that the was that was that the time when Bob's
1: hair was down here at his shoulder and it looked like that hippie look? <laughs> was
0: that
1: was that was that, because now you look at it now, it's clean cut with the blue yeah. say we got blue pants or you either got yellow yeah. or the red pants. But well. was that
5: the long haired Bob?
4: <laughs> you, trusted, you trusted he trusted him?
5: He was a sharp looking young guy. Yeah, he, was he did a super <laughs> job. Very, very bright and capable and hardworking. Can't be that.
0: You know, earlier, Doug, you talked about surfing and uh, how great it all is, and you emphasized the fact that camaraderie is what it's all about. And I look at you three and uh, the friendship that you guys have, you've had. It's so special. It's genuine. It's unreal. You guys are lucky guys.
5: Yeah. Amen. Thank
4: you. We have had several reunions. We've had them on the beach. We had a coconut grove get-togethers.
1: You like those? The fun? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna ask uh, Doug a question. What do you have? Do you have? Do you have uh, a favorite surfing memory? Do you have one that you like, you wake up in the morning and you think about, and then you're, you know, you're sitting in that bed and dozing up? You know, I wish I would still surfing. Do you have that favorite surfing memory?
5: Yes, I do. Uh, it was at, at Cowles early in the morning. I was all by myself. Uh, there was daybreak, and there was a nice little three or four foot swell. There was no wind. The sun came up behind the wharf, and... Uh, It shown on the cliffs and the birds were, the swallows were in the cliffs and the seagulls were out and the pelicans and sea lions and it was just a beautiful scene and I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. It was just a beautiful situation that I'll never ever forget. So
1: you have that memory?
5: I have that memory, Very,
1: Very cool. And uh, I'm not going to call you Mr. Rittenhouse, so Bob. Thank you. You're welcome.
3: My memory is more of a survival. I was coming in by the wharf, actually coming across by the wharf, and my board pearled. And down it went, and all I remember is I'm on the beach, and I'm sitting on the porch of the clubhouse, and I said, there's my board down there, and the guy, one of them, whoever it was, said, yeah, you better go get it. And I said, how to get there? But I went and got the board. And they said, We thought you were all right. Your board went up one in the air about 10 feet and came down, hit you on your head. And you he said you were okay. So I guess I was out like a boxer. As knocked down? Knocked, knocked out, but I'm still moving. I swam in, was sitting there and looking out at my board in the water. That's a
1: nice memory, so, too. <laughs> nice to survive. <laughs> Harry, you're, 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 your yeah. favorite memory surfing is?
4: Well, I've been asked that question before. And I'd have to say August, but I don't remember what year. The surf was big. There was probably some kind of a tropical storm. We knew nothing about that kind of stuff in, in those days. And it was a hot day. We actually dive ourselves in the water to cool off. But we could ride from what they now call indicator we used to call it Cypress Point for the trees that are out there, right. and we ride all the way over to the lifeguard stand, and it was big and beautiful and warm. I remember that.
1: That's a great memory. Do do you wish do you wish that you were still surfing today, or do you look at the crowds now and go, Nah, eh, you know what? We had we had it we had it best.
5: Well. <clears throat> I think that when we used to have to look around for somebody to go surfing with, yeah, uh, those days of course all changed. And, uh, what was the other part of the question?
1: Did you did you did you think you you got the best out of you got the best out of the waves at Cal more than anybody more more than anybody today or any or even ten well, twenty years I, ago?
5: I I surfed for seventy years. I surfed probably as much or more than maybe anybody in the club. I'm not sure, but. I started at Capitola at 12 years of age and then met the guys down at Cowles and joined the club later yeah, on Yeah. and surfed till I was 82 and I was having a little atrial fibrillation and Kim Stoner, one of our members, carried yeah. my board up the last day I yeah. surfed uh-huh. up the steps there at Cowles. Right. But I had a wonderful experience all my life with surfing. I carried a board with me all the time, including on... My ship and i was a navy officer in the navy. You could take the board with him. I took my board with me. Uh, they let they let you do that. Yeah, Obviously I, they would. I, I, I actually kept it in my stateroom.
4: He was a chief officer. He was <laughs> Head of
0: the ship. <laughs>
4: um,
1: okay, let's talk about Jack O'Neill. Uh, did you think, Bob? Did you think that, that you know Jack rolls in? here rolls into town with this. Oh, your this wetsuit or whatever you want to call it, this neoprene thing. Did you think it was a joke, or did you think that oh, he might have something here? I never gave it a lot of thought, but what do they want that for? You know, we were getting
3: along. And he was experimenting with different things that didn't seem to work. He was going to have a dry suit at one time, yeah, and that, yeah. That that didn't work. But since you bring up Jack O'Neill's name. Uh, the new club should really start thinking about putting the statue up of Jack O'Neill. just like the one out there. He, really, he deserves that. It'd be a credit for Santa Cruz.
1: Where do you think so, it should be? Uh, well,
3: that's, when we put up the statue, that's there now. There's a lot of discussion to get permission where to go. That would take be part of the program if you're looking for some money to do it. Right. To where it would be placed. Probably out by his house, I'd say.
1: Yeah, right. They're right there, huh? Yeah. On the dirt farm. I
3: with that picture with the patch on his eye yeah. is such a natural thing. It would be a breeze to raise the money to put one of those up. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Uh, Harry, your, your your thoughts about Jack and the wetsuit, and Hi.
3: did
4: you
1: did you think it was going to work, or did you think it was a little bit of a joke? Uh,
4: I I didn't. I was. He came here about the time I was quitting surfing. I got married.
1: That was it? When you got married, that was it? Did she, she did wait hang in a minute. When you got married, did the wife go, uh-uh, no more surfing? She did.
4: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I was working two or three jobs. Okay. And I, in the fire department, I worked on my days off yeah. for Cardiff Pest Control. Two jobs. Yeah, you are busy. I didn't have the time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
4: I went out. My second wife passed away. She was not into surfing at all. And I went out in O three. First time I had a full wetsuit on. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. It worked for you. Yeah. Did you talk to Jack? Did you say, Jack this did you have a word in Jack in Jack's ear saying
4: this might work or no I never I talked to Jack? No. I was like Bob. Um, Never talked to him. Never, right. never knew him. Right. But he helped us put up the sculpture. By,
1: by indicating t-shirt. Right. Giving
4: us t-shirts.
1: Right. <coughs> Doug, what did you think about the wetsuit? Did you think? Did you uh, when Jack rolled in here with the wetsuit? Did you think
5: it was going to be uh, successful or? Yes, I b- I believe it was. He came in '56. Yeah. And, and uh, I was back from my Navy duty at the time and. Bought one of his suits, which is great, and had civil over the years. Right, right. Uh-huh.
1: Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show Off The Air Better show today. It is uh, the reason that, reason I'm going to have T.C. say a couple words too, because the reason that he we started the show is to record the history of uh, surfing in Santa Cruz and to have you, we've had many, 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 many guests. We've loved them all. Well, a couple of them, <laughs> But, this, but this, this show was far, uh, far more important than any other show that we've done so far. And it was truly an honor for me. I think for everybody who was in this room today would to be here. And I just want to have Bob say a couple of things, and I want to have TC say a couple of things. And, uh, before, and he,
3: before he does, though if yes, I'm so not
1: giving them. We got my board
3: here, down, and I'm trying to learn how to walk up and down that board with yeah. a cane. You You're trying to you can figure that out? <laughs>
5: if I do that, I'll be out there.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I want to see. I would love to see that.
2: TC, so you want a couple of words? Sure, that'd be awesome. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to first and foremost say thank you, guys. Um, when Neil asked me to do this show, i I envisioned this show, and uh, the reason we started the show is to record some of the history of Santa Cruz. And uh, the three of you are uh, a walking testament to the history of this town and its roots and why it is Surf City and always will be Surf City. So I want to thank the three of you. I want you guys all built your own boards in junior high, right? All three of you guys built boards? Who built the best board? <laughs> <laughs> How about out of the three of you guys, who do you think built the best board? <laughs> <Harry's> <laughs> calling it.
3: <laughs> at least I knew when if it needed, the board needed two quarts. At least I knew that.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, again, thank you guys. I'm, I'm was honored it. to be here. Bob's going to jump in and say a few words. Um, and thank you again. Bob, well, very
0: quick. Well, simply, I'd love to uh, thank you guys for coming on the show. You guys are a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah. And once again, for me, Neil Perfect, I'm the host of the Off-Center show here on KSTO. I want to thank the staff at KSTO for letting me do the show. But you had a good friend, Billy, right here, who uh, was a cow surfer at one time, and I know he's loved the show. And I want to thank, once again, Mr. Harry Mayo, Mr. Bob Rittenhouse, and Mr. Doug Thorne. And for everyone in the studio, everyone listening today, I want to thank uh, these gentlemen right here because, yes, you guys are a national treasure. And my, I my tip my hat off to you, and I thank you, and I God bless you all. And uh, I look forward to seeing you in the very, very near future. We're done. Thanks, everyone, for listening. will be to the show Thank you.
0: You're listening to KSCO Santa Cruz. USA Radio News with Wendy King.
6: President Trump and Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden went after each other during separate campaign stops in Iowa.
0: He was someplace in Iowa today and he said my name so many times that people couldn't stand it anymore. This is a guy who does everything to separate and frighten people.
6: Regarding policy... Biden wanted to focus Iowans on the president's trade war with China and other fights that have left American farmers hurting so badly the administration is giving them money for lost export markets.
5: He thinks that being tough is
3: great. Well, it's really easy to be tough when someone else absorbs the pain.
6: Though it wasn't an official event, the president took a moment to respond to Biden's comments. With Biden, we would never be treated with respect because people don't respect him. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 14 points. The S&P down one point. This is USA Radio News.
0: I spend a lot of time in the garage. But even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer... Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent
5: wildfires.
6: More states and countries are reducing pollution from plastics. USA's Chris Barnes has more.
5: The Prime Minister announcing that Canada will ban harmful single-use plastics as soon as 2021. PM Justin Trudeau says right now Canadians are on track to throw away an estimated $11 billion worth of plastic materials every year by 2030. He says by improving the way
0: that country manages plastic waste, it can reduce 1.8 million tons of
5: carbon pollution, generate billions of dollars in revenue, and create about $42,000 jobs. Trudeau saying that with the longest coastline in the world and a quarter of the world's fresh water, Canada has a unique responsibility to lead in reducing plastic pollution.
6: Some attorneys general are moving to block the $26 billion merger of T-Mobile and Sprint. New York Attorney General Letitia James said it would hurt consumers. When it comes to corporate power, bigger isn't always better. You're listening to USA Radio News. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk.
3: 150 over 90, and I had a stroke.
0: This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org.
2: I had to tell. Everything's changed.
0: Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American
2: Medical Association, and the...
6: World Elder Abuse Awareness Day is on June 15th, and USA Radio Network's Tim Berg has some advice.
2: The FBI office in Phoenix, Arizona is raising awareness about cyber scams that target the elderly. I had a chance to catch up with Kate Fazzini. She's a cybersecurity reporter for CNBC. She also has a new book out titled Kingdom of Lies, Unnerving Adventures in a World of Cybercrime. My first question to her was, what was some of the most interesting and shocking things that she was able to uncover in this book?
6: The very beginning, one of the most surprising things to me was how much, like American businesses, these cybercriminal organizations are run. And that started well before even I uh, had gotten into journalism when I was working as a cybersecurity practitioner. And so I sought out and found people involved in this underground and got this amazing portrait of these entire towns changed by cybercrime across Eastern Europe with just tons of money flowing in uh, from the U.S. and from, from Europe from the, the, the crimes that you're really familiar with. And so from there, I just wanted to you know take a microscope to what is really going on there so we could learn something new.
2: Fazzini also says that social media companies have an impossible job ahead as they rely on algorithms that promote disagreement and therefore outlandish statements and, as President Trump calls it, Fake news are often promoted on their site. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg.
6: For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. Hello, I'm...
2: Good evening, Santa Cruz and the Monterey Bay area. This is Nicholas with your King of the Hill traffic weather and boating. It is currently 8.05 p.m. here at the station. And begin here with traffic... It looks like we have some construction going on at 17 on the northbound lane just outside of Scotts Valley. Please keep an eye out for construction crews. Down around 1 from Santa Cruz to Monterey is clear north to southbound lanes. All arteries heading out. 101 are good to go. 101 from San Jose clear down to Salinas looks clear as well. For your seven day forecast, it's currently 88 degrees here